praise the Lord. Amen. We're going to go to the word of the Lord tonight. Amen. If you want to grab your Bibles and go with us to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. Hebrews, chapter 11. Amen. Verse number 1. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Amen. Uh, very familiar passage of scripture. Amen. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Amen. Does, does your life today leave a testimony of one that's pleasing to God? But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. You can be seated. In... The book of Hebrews chapter 11, it, this is what is commonly referred to as the Hall of Faith, which takes a little bit from another word, a phrase you may have heard of, the Hall of Fame. And the Hall of Fame, whether it be the Baseball Hall of Fame or the Football Hall of Fame, they go down and they look at every single player that's played that particular sport, and they have their memorabilia up on the wall, and they... Uh, give accolades to their incredible contribution to the sport. Uh, uh, in, in baseball, the Hall of Fame, it probably would include Babe Ruth and uh, Jose Canseco. I can't think of all the names of different players from when I was a kid. I used to follow the sport. Uh, and, and, other, and other, you know, football, I probably would have, I think Barry Sanders, I can't even read all the names back when I was a kid. And uh, they would probably go down the list of Joe Montana and Steve Young and, and Warren Moon and all these different guys. and uh, That's the Hall of Fame. And in Hebrews chapter 11, it's the Hall of Faith. And in this particular chapter, it goes down the pages of history in the Bible. And it talks about men such as Abel that offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. It moves through and begins to talk about Enoch, the man that never saw death but was uh, transfigured, was taken out of the earth directly to the presence of the Lord. Then it moves to talking about Noah and that one, that mighty man that built the ark and how uh, 
being warned of God of things not yet, not seen as yet, moved with fear and prepared an ark as to the saving of his house. It goes on to talk about that great patriarch known as Abraham. We endearingly refer to as Father Abraham, who started that that great multiplication of the people of God and the establishing of the people of God on the planet. And his wife Sarah, who uh, received strength to conceive seed uh, even after she was past the age of childbearing. And, and it goes on down the line. It lists Abraham and it talks about Jacob and it talks about Joseph. And then it moves to talking about Moses. And, and it goes on and it goes on and talking about Rahab and and Barak and Gideon and Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel of the prophets. And, and then it lists other people who uh, did not see their miracle in their day, but died having seen the promise of far off. Amen. They all died in faith believing. And all of these different stories and figures in the Bible lend us understanding to be able to more... Uh, Clearly see the nature of God, how God interacts with the lives of men and and who God is and who God was, who God was, who he is and who he always will be. The Bible says that it's Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. Amen. The Bible, the Lord speaks on the page of the Bible and says, I change not. Amen. Uh, there, there is no variableness. There is no shadow of turning when it comes to God and who God is. Amen. And so we understand from Hebrews chapter 11 what God uh, is and the things that God has been allowed to do because people have allowed God to work in their lives. One thing that God is not, or several things that God is not, amen, to be able to uh, give you the uh, the, the the flip side of who God is and who God is not. What God is not, God is not a woman. The Bible is very clear that God is a man, a man. And God, another thing that God is not, is God is not a transgendered God. Amen. The world likes to be blurring the lines of sexuality in our current day and and they'll say it's okay if you're a man or woman, uh, somewhere in between, if you like, uh, the opposite sex, the same sex, or some animal sex, or whatever it is. Uh, God is not whatever you want Him to be to fit in your life. And God is not a crutch that you just pick up when you're going through the hard times in life and say, help me to walk through this valley or this trial, uh, this trying of my faith. Amen. But God is not a crutch. God is not even merely some abstract force in the universe, as some people would like to uh, ascribe to Him. Amen. Also, God, what He's not is He is not one of many gods. He is not one of many gods, but He is the one true and living God. God is the eternal one that has forever existed, amen, before time began. That is who God is. God is an infinite God, amen. He fills all time and space. And there is none that can, amen, contain Him, Hallelujah. Amen. I think it was Job in his book that said, If I descend to the 
they call away because He is an infinite God. Another thing that God is and that describes God is that God is love. He does not have love. He is love. If there's anything, any one of us that can love today, it's only because of God and that God is love. God is also, amen, this word that we use, omnipotent, amen, omnipotent, and the two words coming together, amen, realizes, helps us to understand that the God that we serve is omni or all potent, powerful. He is all powerful. He has all power in heaven and in earth. And for some of us that wonder today, amen, and I know I have in the past what's happening in my life. It seems like things spinning out of control. Honey, I want to remind you tonight that God is all-powerful. Hallelujah. Jesus could stand on the face of the earth in His three and a half years of ministry and boldly proclaim all power is given to me in heaven and in earth. Hallelujah. The earth is His footstool. The heavens are His throne. Hallelujah. And He is a magnificent, wonderful God. Hallelujah. Another word that describes Him is the word omniscient. Or having all knowledge, all understanding, the God that we serve, amen, that is described, amen, from page one to the last page of this book. He has all understanding. He has all knowledge. He has all wisdom. And anytime you and I fail to understand the the answers to our problems and we are not aware of what's happening, if we'll get our face back in this book and we'll bend our knee one more time in the presence of God, God will allow some understanding, amen, to come our way that we might know and understand what he's doing. But he's an omniscient God. He is also an omnipresent God. He is an omnipresent God. He is everywhere at the self-same time. Hallelujah. He is here in Lathrop in this church service tonight, just like He is in First Church San Jose tonight, just like He is in whatever other apostolic church, amen, that's having service on a Wednesday night. He is both places, everywhere present at the same time. Hallelujah. I'm trying to describe to you about our God so that you and I can have a greater appreciation for the things of God. And when we go through valleys and we go through trials and storms, we know that He is ever present in the middle of our storm. He is a merciful God, full of mercy. He is a patient God. He patiently waits upon you and I. And the Bible also tells us He is perfect. In all of his ways. And he does not make mistakes. I heard a message preached years ago at uh, the PSR conference in Fresno by Brother Alviar. He said, you cannot improve on perfection. In other words, because God is a perfect God, 
He's not progressively getting better. He's not learning what he's doing on the job. He is not figuring this thing out as he goes like we oftentimes do. But he is perfect in all of his ways. And there is a perfect plan of God for this church and this group of people tonight. Hallelujah. And I for one, I want to be in the perfect will of God. Hallelujah. I'm not serving a God that still is buried six feet under. Amen. In some grave. But I'm serving a God that has risen with all power and all authority. Hallelujah. He's a God that's in charge. Amen. He is God over all the earth. There is none like Him. He is the omnipotent one. He is the faithful one. He is a good God. He is ever present. He is altogether lovely. He's altogether wonderful. Our God also is one. Hallelujah. Make no mistake about it tonight. When you walk through the doors of this church, you walk into a oneness apostolic Pentecostal church that believes in holiness, that believes in the fear of God. Amen. This is a oneness apostolic church. Here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Hallelujah. And God is a spirit. The Bible says, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And the other thing is tonight is that our God is knowable. You can know him for yourself. There are many religions in this world. And I'm not here to dispute any religion in this world. But I'm here to tell you tonight. Amen. That the God that we serve and that is described and is just listed throughout the pages of this Bible is a God that is knowable by you and by me. Hallelujah. I do not have, amen, to go through a priest. I do not have to go through a monk. I do not have to go through a nun. I do not have to go through some televangelist. But I can get down, friend, on bending knee. And I can talk directly to the Lord. And He'll talk directly back to me. Because my God is a noble God. You can have a relationship with God. I can have a relationship with God. And the God of the Old Testament that spoke the world into existence. That spread out the stars of heaven. That same God you and I can have. A relationship with and we can talk to and we can know him for ourselves hallelujah I want to know the Lord in John chapter 12 verse 32 Jesus said and I if I be lifted up from the earth will draw all men unto me if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. This church is not Nathaniel Camarina's church. Hallelujah. This is God's church. Hallelujah. I didn't come to preach about my pedigree. I didn't come to preach about my degree. I didn't come to preach about how wonderful I am. Because without Him, I'm nothing. But if I lift up the name of Jesus, if I magnify Him, if you can understand how great He is and how powerful He is, hallelujah. This is all about Him tonight. Hallelujah. And 
you're that child, you're going to get your family and your friends to live for the Lord. And they'll begin to feel the draw of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. They may try to trip you up with arguments and try to say, well, explain to me this particular scripture. Amen. You know, you don't have to always have an answer for every single gotcha question that people would propose to you. But if you'll begin to tell them, amen, I, I may not know how to explain different things, Sister Christine. I may not how to, I don't know how to explain things, but let me tell you, when I came to the church and I was broken and I lifted up my hands and I felt something glorious, I felt something heavenly, I felt something begin to shift in my life. All I can tell you is I, I know that it's real because I felt him. I've seen the change. I've felt the peace. Amen. I've seen the glory. tonight. Someone say that he's everything I need. He's everything that I need. He is everything that I need. Hallelujah. Everything that I need, I find it in his presence. I find it either through his word or through the preaching or through on my face before the Lord. Hallelujah. I get the answers that I need. Hallelujah. God is everything that you need. Everything that I need, and I'm thankful that I have them tonight. Hallelujah. First, Second Timothy chapter one, verse twelve. Amen. The writer to that uh, apostle Paul writes to Timothy, I believe it is, and says, "For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed." I know whom I have believed. Hallelujah. In other words, there's two parts to that. Amen. It's first got to be the faith and the belief in Jesus as the Son of God. And there's also got to be a part that you follow up with and say, I'm going to get to know the Lord. I'm going to build a relationship with God. I'm going to have a daily walk with the Lord. I'm going to make sure that when I stand before the Lord on judgment day, He is not able in any way to say, depart from me, you work from iniquity. I never knew you. Jesus will not be able to tell me I don't know you. He's going to say, I know you. We've got a relationship. We've got some friendship. There's an intimate relationship that we have. When I stand before the Lord on judgment day, I'm just waiting for him to say, well done, that good and faithful servant. I will have and I do have a relationship with Jesus. 
here tonight, every one of you, under the sound of my voice, you want to get through those pearly gates. You've got to have your own personal relationship with God. You've got to have your own personal relationship with God. And the walk you have with the Lord, the relationship you have with the Lord, Brother Noah, it's got to be personal. It's got to be personal, Sister Raina. Sister Nancy, it's got to be personal. Where someone, amen, begins to talk about Jesus and because you love Him so much. Amen. The tears are easy to begin to flow down your face. And, and you begin to you begin to say, hey, it's personal. I've got a relationship with Him. He is mine and I am His. And I am a child of God and He is my Father. I love Him. You should not be able to get through your time of prayer without telling the Lord, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you. I love you. I love you. Some people have grown up without fathers, without mothers, without family, and they're not acquainted with the regular occurrence of hearing those words, I love you. But in your relationship with God, it should mirror, amen, what a perfect relationship is like. And in a perfect and in a wholesome relationship, those words should come freely and should come regularly and should come from the heart that says, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. You mean everything to me. You're everything that I need. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me tell some of you again tonight, remind you that preaching and teaching is not a performance. It has never been intended to be a performance where I stand up here and perform for you to the best of my ability and you clap when you like it. Hallelujah. But preaching and teaching is meant to be an interaction between the pulpit and the pew. Hallelujah. It's meant to be an interaction between the pulpit and the pew. Amen. When the preacher begins to throw the seed of the Word of God out, and you've heard this described before in past times, amen, it is the responsibility of the audience, amen, to get the seed put in their hearts and throw it back to the pulpit and say, Preach it, Pastor. Amen, Pastor. Preach it, Brother. Amen, 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 amen. And as the dialogue goes back and forth between the pulpit and the pew, there is, amen, spontaneous combustion that is that will happen in an apostolic church service. You and I have got to get that revelation tonight. If we want to see the supernatural in this service tonight, then we've got to inter- interact and engage with the preaching of the Word of God. Hallelujah. There cannot be, amen, looking here and looking there, looking at your phone and distractions here. There's got to be preach to me, preacher. Get me out of my sin. Preach to me out of this valley. Preach me through this storm. Preach me back to a relationship that's red hot with Jesus. I'm here tonight to tell you about God. Amen. Let me tell you about my friend. Hallelujah. If that was my title, maybe that's my title. Let me tell you about my 
Let me tell you about my friend tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. When I first met my friend, it was through watching him interact with somebody else's life. When I first met my friend, it was watching my brother Jeremiah. Brother Paul will remember this. He would pray every single night. My brother Jeremiah would pray religiously every single day. He'd bring his Bible to work. He'd put it right there on the on the, the table in the break room for everybody to see. He was not trying to hide it. That's when I first met my friend. And I thought, man, Jerry's he's a better Christian than I am. Doesn't care about what anybody thinks. He'll put the Bible right on the table, read that Bible, no matter and people would make fun, they'd call names and they'd make jokes and and I began to see my brother Jeremiah in his walk with the Lord. And finally I said, I think I'd like to make a friend with your friend in so many words. And I began to have my own time of prayer with the Lord. My, at that time in my life, amen, my brother Jeremiah and I shared a bedroom. And he was, I think I was on the top bunk and he was on the bottom bunk. In what's now the office in my parents' house. And, and there was... Every single night as I went to bed, I would hear my brother Jeremiah praying before the Lord, talking to the Lord. And I thought, man, I, I, that's just kind of whack. I don't really care to do that. I don't think I need to do that. And you know, I didn't really take it very seriously until I began to meet the friend that my brother had. And I began to talk to the Lord. And in times of prayer, when I began to make the acquaintance with my friend... I began to find out that, man, that's a, it's such a wonderful time in God's presence. And every time I'd go to talk to my friend, Sister Raina, the tears would begin to flow down my face as I found him to be a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And there were times in my life when I know I wanted to do my own thing, but my friend kept calling me back to prayer. And my friend kept telling me, why don't you seek my faith, seek my counsel. Hey, I'm going to tell you tonight about a friend tonight that will help you through every valley, through every storm, through every amen circumstance that you go through in life. He'll be a friend like no other because he's a friend that's all-powerful, a friend that has all knowledge, a friend that is eternal. He is the best friend that I've ever had. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This friend of mine has been a relationship that I have pursued. Some of you that have been in relationships before will understand what I'm talking about. There are some relationships you pursue. You say, I really like her. Or I really think he's the stuff. I'm going after this one. This is a keeper. Anybody ever said that word? He's a keeper. She's a keeper. I'm going after it. You're excited about it. You think about it all the time. He's, she's the one. He's the one. And you pursue it. You don't wait for them to call you. You call them. I hope I don't call too much. But I've been thinking about you. And we all know the corny lines at the end of the conversation. 
You hang up first. No, you hang up first. <laughs> and it's silly. But when you're in that moment, man, it's, oh, they got my heart. Oh, man, I love this person so much. I think it's love. How do you know what's love or it's like? And you ask someone a question. Because I just think about them all the time. And, well, you know, if, if you can't live your life without them, then they must be the one. If somebody gives you one line or something, oh, okay. But there are some relationships that you pursue. And the relationship that I have today with the Lord, I have personally pursued it since I was 11 or 12. When I was 11 or 12, I said, Jesus, I want a relationship with you. I want to build a relationship with you that will last me to the day I die. I want to know you for myself. I want the friendship with you. Yes, amen. And it would cause me to pray on my own. And while it was just my brother that introduced me to my friend, eventually I realized he's not just my brother's friend. He's my friend. Right. And Sister Christine, I love Jesus so much. Hallelujah. I've pursued his friendship since I was 12. I've said, God, I want to know you for myself. I want to have a relationship with you. I want to walk with you, Lord. I want to walk with you. I want to hear your voice, God. I want to have a relationship with you, Lord. And it was that desire for relationship that caused me to seek him with all of my heart. That caused me to pick up my Bible time and again and read it, read it cover to cover, read it through and through and say, God, I want to know you, God, I want to know you. This is a relationship that's worth keeping, God. No matter what happens in my life, God, I'm going to keep this relationship with you. I'm going to walk with you. Till I die, God, because I found out in a very short amount of time that knowing Jesus is the best thing that I could ever do in my entire life. Hallelujah, if I had a relationship with Him, it is greater than becoming President of the United States. It is greater than becoming the world's richest billionaire. If I have a relationship with Him, let me tell you about my friend tonight. My friend's been there for me since. In the good times and the bad times. There's all kinds of names for him and titles in the Bible. He's known as Elohim. Or the exceeding strong one. He is known as El Shaddai. That almighty God. He is known as Jehovah. Amen. That was what he was known as in the Old Testament. He was known as the I am that I am. As Moses stood before the Lord and he said, who do I tell Pharaoh has sent me? And he said, tell him I am has sent you. The I am that I am. The great I am. Hallelujah. 
He is uh, Elohim to the unsaved and Jehovah to all who are saved. Hallelujah. And Jehovah was always related in Scripture as in a redemptive manner. God's name or title was often combined with another word which described some attribute of His. And this is true of His personal name, Jehovah. Because through Scripture, you see that He is not just Jehovah simply, but that He is also Jehovah Jireh. He is Jehovah Jireh or Jehovah is my provider. He is known as Jehovah Rapha, which is the Lord that healeth thee in Exodus 15 and 26. He is known as Jehovah Nisi, which is in Exodus 17 and 15, the Lord our banner. He is Jehovah Shalom, which is the Lord our peace in Judges 6 and 24. He is Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord of my righteousness in Jeremiah 23 and 6. He is known as Jehovah Ra'ah, which is the Lord my shepherd in Psalms 23 and verse 1. He is known as Jehovah Seboath, the Lord of hosts in 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse number 3. And he is known as Jehovah Shema, which is the Lord is there in Ezekiel 48 and 35. But the final culminating Jehovahistic compound name given in Scripture is that singular word that encapsulates everything else that came before. And that is the name Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus, the literal translation means Jehovah has become my salvation. Jehovah has become salvation. The God of the Old Testament is the God of the New Testament. Jesus was and is the full revelation of the name of God. Jesus is the name of my friend. He is the name that is above every other name. Acts 4 and 12 says, Neither is there salvation in any, in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. If you'd stand with me tonight. Hallelujah. God's name was not given to him by Mary or by Joseph. Most of you, not all of you, and I, our names were given to us by our parents. God's name was not given to him by men. But rather he established it himself. And the process of doing so reveals to us that God is making himself known to man. From the very beginning of Genesis 1 and 1, we see the workings of the Lord and the word of the Lord until the culmination when God reveals himself to the world. And says, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And consequently, his name is known as holy, terrible, great. His name is to be invoked, proclaimed, exalted, made known, confessed, feared, magnified, cherished, sought, and sanctified. 
His name is Jesus because of the fact that he literally is Jehovah. And he has become our salvation. And that name of my friend, the name Jesus, is the name through which we receive answers to our prayers, remission from our sins, and deliverance from the things that bind us. My friend tonight is able to heal, save, deliver, set free, redeem. Amen. He can restore. He can do anything. Amen. All things are possible with God. All things are possible with Him. Right where you are tonight as the music begins to play, I want you to begin to talk to the Lord. And I want you, amen, to begin to bring your request to the Lord tonight. Obviously, we all know that there's requests in the house tonight. There's needs. There's prayer that that needs to be prayed for people that's here tonight. But I want you, amen, to take a few moments and I want you to reach out to God. Amen. Would you do that with me tonight? Wherever you're at, wherever you're standing or sitting, would you lift up your hand to the Lord? Would you throw both hands up in the air as high as you can get them? Would you close your eyes? Put your mind upon the Lord. And would you begin to open up your mouth? And with your voice out loud, begin to call upon the name of Jesus. Begin to shout hallelujah. Begin to lift up the name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus, I'm asking you tonight to heal my body. Jesus, I'm asking you tonight to provide for me. Jesus, the pastor preached tonight that you are the God that killeth. You are the God that provideth. You are the God that is ever present. I'm asking you tonight, Jesus, to be a friend to me. I'm asking you tonight, Jesus, to heal my body. I'm asking you tonight, Jesus, to provide for my every need. I'm asking you tonight, Jesus, to be that better over me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, come on. Somebody needs to lift up their eyes. Release your faith tonight. Release your faith tonight. Release your faith tonight. Hallelujah. Kick up the music a little bit louder tonight. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is going to move in this place tonight. The Holy Ghost is going to move in this place tonight.